and welcome to another episode of Uncupid. This podcast exists to redeem and repurpose the world's view of love and how it is expressed in relationships. Love is patient, love is kind, love is real, and love is hard. So we want to break the fake arrows of Cupid and discuss together how we can love on purpose. This is Uncupid. Um, hey, everybody. Welcome back. Um, so Nicole and I are super, super excited about this episode because we are bringing you my friend to me all the way from London and London stand <laughs> up we international <laughs> um I'm gonna you know introduce to me to me is a secondary education history teacher she is also a youth leader at her church and she is an author um she actually wrote this funny I call it funny because I laughed at some parts <laughs> of the book but super transparent and vulnerable book called what they don't tell you about being single. And honestly, Nicole and I are super excited to kind of talk with Tumi about the things they really don't tell us about being single. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes, we are. Tumi, just first, say hi to the people. Say how are you people. Let them hear your amazing London accent <laughs> real quick because, you know, most of us are all American that are listening to this podcast. <laughs> say what's up to the people. Say hello. Hi, people. How are you? Look at that. How are you? Look how it sounds. It just sounds so eloquent. It's amazing. Now, nah, but we're real excited to have you to me, honestly. Like, yeah. um, I'm real excited about this topic. Um, your book, um, what they don't tell you about being single. I mean, I just would love for you to be able to give a few points, mm. um, just a couple bullet points um, to share with most people about what they don't tell you about being single. Cause me, to me, I'm just, um, just to be honest, uh, I wasn't single for, for much long before I got married. I got married pretty young. So I, I think you guys have much insight on this. And so I'd love to hear just a few bullet points on what you wrote about in the book on what are some things that people don't share with most people about being single? Awesome. Um, so the book just covers the Christian girl's perspective about being single and most importantly, living for Christ. And I think mm. one of the big things that is not maybe spoke about so much is that first of all, God doesn't owe us anything. Um, mm. I've come to the slow realization that like, a husband isn't a reward um, wow. for for anything, for service, for my salvation, for not doing things that he says us not to do. Um, so that's a big one. And I think the other aspect um, about being single that's maybe not shared is more of, I think it's been spoken of more now, but more of like the technicalities and like, what do you do in between of, when you like someone and before you get into a relationship like what is that space mm. in between how do you manage that and being godlike how do you manage that without getting your feelings hurt and all of that kind of stuff mm. and also just about like sex and sexual temptation mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. after sexual temptation dealing with like condemnation and that whole kind of thing where it's like oh my gosh now I've like I've fallen great now I'm like spoiled goods and that type mm -hmm. of thing so it's kind of like all of those kind of topics and I think it's it's the book I feel is like 
the conversations you have with like, your girlfriends, your sister friends after all the crap yeah. has happened. And then you're like, okay, this is what I should have mm. told you. Basically, this is what happened. What mm. it happened was, and it's in the book, basically. Yeah, no, yeah. that's so, so good. And, and and one of the things you said were um, kind of how do you manage, you know, as a young Christian woman, like, well, what do I, how do I manage if I do like somebody mm. and how do I control that stage without my feelings being hurt? And I mean, I guess the question is, how do you do it? Um, yeah. yeah. You know, where mm. you and I, we're both single now and, mm. and um, we're naturally going to like people, be attracted to people. What should we be doing? Mm-hmm. What shouldn't we be doing? Yeah. Um, and what are the the areas that are t- definitely black and white and the areas that might be just a little bit gray? Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess, I mean, how would you, you know, if you do like a guy, how would you manage that area? Um, and how do you even manage it without getting your feelings hurt? Or if your feelings are hurt, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, I think for a while now, I have the mentality of if I, when I like someone, I am very quick with myself to admit that I like them. And so, hmm in that initial stage it's so much easier for me to understand better if this is my feelings or if it's the lord so i posted a couple mm. of a year or so ago like you don't need to message him at 11 o'clock saying the lord wants me to pray for you you can just pray for them mm-hmm. it turns out mm-hmm. it's probably mm-hmm. my feelings that wants to message you and it's the lord that yeah says, you can pray for them but you don't need to message them so I can then yeah. say, well, because you do have a crush, chances are you want to message message them. So how about you don't message them at 11 o'clock at night? You pray for them. And if the desire to message them is still there, A, Lord, make them message me first. Or B, I can message them at a more appropriate time. That's and good. Those, yeah, that's yeah. Good. I think it's like those little moment of being super honest with yourself because the minute you start you're not you're you're not being honest you can't even discern if it's your feelings if it's the flesh if it's the lord Mm -hmm. if it's slow me like come through so i'm just like yeah let's call a spade a spade do you like him yes okay Mm. cool so now we can now understand that a lot of that emotional stuff is probably going to come from you okay cool now take a breather and let's think about what is wise and what makes sense and what's not going to be making you look like a fool in these streets. Yeah. That's the big one. <laughs> you know, right. And Nicole, it's so so crazy when she was like texting him at an appropriate time, me and you were like, mm, that's right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are probably thinking like, well, what is the big deal? Mm. But that that's where temptation lies. Um, the nighttime <sighs> texting. Um that's where so many yeah. things can come out and that's where you can lead down a road that you might not necessarily want to go yes. down. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think that that, that that spoke so much to me um, just because I just think we forget the scripture of um, the devil is like a, a yes. prowling lion yes. looking for yep. someone to devour. Uh-huh. Like, we got to understand that as believers, like, 
That's what the devil is doing. Like he is looking to devour us in whatever it is, whatever your Uh temptation is. So in this instance, if we're talking about like, okay, relationships, like, all right, like if I'm going to text this dude super late, it's just, it's just going, I liked how you started off with, let me be honest with myself. Let me be honest. Do I like this cat? Yeah, I like him. Like, you know what I'm saying? All right. So I already know feelings Mm -hmm. are going to be there. So, but if I'm going to text him late, remember the devil is trying to devour us, like eat us up. Like, you know what I'm saying? So let me just make wise decisions on Mm. how I move. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Is, is texting somebody at 11 o'clock a sin? No, No. (laughs) it is not. It's not a sin. You know what I'm saying? It's not, but it's, it's about wisdom, making sure that in every step and every move I make, I'm walking in wisdom. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not walking in foolishness. So that was just that was that was that was really good. And I just think a mature thing to to yeah. way to operate. And honestly, that kind of goes into <laughs> the next question. Like, well, what do you think singleness can teach you mm. about submission to God? Um, because I, I feel like one of the most important things in this state or this journey is understanding that you're not necessarily navigating it on your own. You are navigating Mm -hmm. it under the confines of who you worship Mm -hmm. and who you submit Mm -hmm. to. And so what does that look like? What does singleness can honestly teach you about submission to God? I think it reveals, Mm -hmm. it's a good question. I think it reveals a lot about yourself and even we think about this current climate that we're in and it's like Mm. the church and like different people of God are saying, you know, this is the time for repentance. This is the time to go back to him and, you know, Mm. really seek his face. And there's lots of corporate prayer. I mean, you go on Instagram after like 6 PM, like lunchtime, there's like five Instagram lives by the evening. They're like seven Mm. or 10. It's like, there's opportunity everywhere. And for me personally, I have been really challenged. Like you need to go into your own prayer closet and see Mm. what I am Mm. saying. Like in the daytime, when you're working from home, like, Lord, what are you saying right now? Or I should go up and have like a quick 20 minutes. Like I need to have that. And it's interesting because when you're single, like you don't have anyone telling you what to do in that sense. It's just you and the Lord. And for Mm. me, I have picked up, especially in this more quieter times of, oh, you're actually, you're quite disobedient. Like I'm telling you to pray and you're like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go on Instagram. And it's like, wow, Mm, so you don't have work to wake up for early in the morning now. Like, there are so many things that have been stripped away, and it's like, what are you saying now? And I think singleness Mm. is like that as well. Like, it really reveals, like, your heart's desires and who you really are. Mm. And the beautiful thing is that if you allow, I mean, and the spirit is so amazing. Like, if you just give him two minutes, he will wreck you in those two minutes. You'll be thinking, I don't want to leave. I need to throw myself out. And if you give him that time, he will reveal like the things in your heart and he will show that you need to give this to me. You need to surrender this to me. You need to let that go. This behavior isn't nice. It's not nice. Mm -hmm. And I think when in this time, especially when you don't have, well, you may have children, but if you don't have children, don't have like dependence on you in that sense, the responsibilities for some singles will probably be, the least it is right now compared to as you enter the next step it's a case of how are you responding to those things 
because I have friends mm-hmm. who are mothers and friends who are like married and mothers and they say like just to get their time like worshipping now isn't in my room for 20 minutes worshipping is breastfeeding and music worship is on worshipping mm-hmm. is speaking in tongues and doing the ironing and smiling through it and not throwing the mm-hmm. iron at my husband's head like that is worship right now <laughs> so, okay, so, don't the, like we have so much time and I think if we mm. when we allow the spend if you're intentional about allowing the Holy Spirit in like the beginning of the day it's amazing of what he what he reveals and so submission right. really needs to look like how is what does your relationship with Christ look like? If you can't honour him with what he tells you to do, with being obedient, with your giving, with your attitude, it's going, I imagine it'll be so much harder with him when we're now married or when like, you're in a relationship. Yes. My friend said that. Yeah. Yeah. She's single. She was saying right. that, um, you know, she is, the way that she sees it's kind of like, I'm a bride. I'm already a bride to Christ. So mm, come on. If I'm not a perfect bride, or if I'm not trying to be the best bride I can be right now, then that is already telling of how prepared I am for the next step. Yes. Yeah. And when she right, said that, I was right, like, right. wow. That's so true. Okay. Okay. So you can't listen to God who you know has the best intentions for you. What makes you think you'll be able to trust right. a man who yes. is flawed and says he has the best intentions for you? Like, right. you know, like it's so yeah. difficult right. in that sense. So I think it is it's really about being super intentional about getting your heart exposed to, to, to Christ and the Holy Spirit and the word of God as, as quickly and as pure and as often as possible so that that work can, that renewing mm-hmm. of the mind, which is constant. We never stop renewing our mind. We never stop becoming more faithful. We never stop learning. So it's so important that we spend mm-hmm. this time now checking ourselves like, Lord, te- like, tell me about myself. Like, tell me about myself. And mm. I've been learning, even right. in these last few weeks in quarantine, I've been learning. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, I really need you. To <laughs> me, mm. 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 that yeah. is so good. And you hit it on the nail because what? <laughs> so many people, um, and Nicole can attest to it, like always are asking, we get the questions of, okay, well, you know, in quote-unquote preparation, Mm. and that is actually what we talk about in our last episode, um, this whole quote-unquote preparation for marriage, Mm. and it's kind of like, well, if you're not even seriously in that stage yet, well, you're not, you shouldn't be preparing for marriage. It really should be readying readying Mm -hmm. your mind in the state that you are in now, which is singleness. Mm. And so if you are always asking the questions on, well, what does submission to my husband look like, da-da-da-da-da, but you have this hard time submitting to our good God, the person that you serve, the work that you worship, how could you possibly, like you said, submit to someone who's who's gonna be flawed, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who might not Mm -hmm. always have your best intentions. They love you dearly. Mm -hmm. And so I just I I think the biggest thing is for for singles and to really understand like this this state is so important. And then and the scriptures say it like you know, using singleness as your moment for ministry, yeah. seeking God and all that stuff. Because once marriage happens, yeah. you know, Nicole, obviously you can attest to this. It's it's different when you are married. Yeah. Um, your worship yeah. is, is different. Things will be impacted because you're not making decisions by mm, yourself exactly. anymore. Right. 
Right, right, right. Yeah. And if I could just speak on the submission part, I would just say, I mean, you know, wives, submit mm-hmm. yourself to your husband, right? Um, but in essence, I'm I'm still submitting yeah. myself to God, right? Because I'm trusting that God is the one who is leading mm-hmm. my husband. I'm trusting that my yes. husband is submitting to God. So at the end of the day, even when the when the question gets thrown out of like, you know, how do I submit to my husband? How do at the end of the day, I not that I squash all that, but I have to trust that my husband is being led mm-hmm. by God. So I'm ultimately yes. yeah. being submitted that's to God yeah. in, in general. You know what I'm saying? Um, this kind of talks about so I just, yoked, mm. but that's a different. Yeah. 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 No, no. Well, I, I mean, it's not a different thing because it's yeah. true. I, I do believe you have to. I mean, you, we must yep. be equally yoked because if I'm with somebody who d- does not mm-hmm. submit to God truly, like, you know, because nowadays we're in a we're in a space. Where Everyone believes in God. We, 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 yeah. You know. We like to, we, yeah, everyone believes in God. So we're just going to say that, okay, he, you know, he submits or he, mm-hmm. maybe he just goes to church and he submits like God, if you, we know mm-hmm. when someone truly mm-hmm. does submit to God, when he, the way he treats you is biblical. If I can always hold him mm-hmm. to, to, to the word, to God's standards, if I can't hold you to God's standards, if you're not even walking to God's standards, you're not submitted right. to God. You know what I mean? Just because you say you go to church or you actually do go to church or that you pray mm-hmm to um to god does not mean you submitted to god like matthew 7 matthew 7 says people came to him and was like lord lord did i not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and he says depart from me i never knew you so there are people who are actually claiming to be with god and doing works for the lord that they're not submitted to god you know so being unequally yoked is such a a, a, a true thing that I think in our day and age, I know a lot of single women have shared that it's mm. hard to find truly a godly man, a man who's actually submitted mm. to God, a man who's not going to try to get in my pants, a man who's actually, you know what I mean? Trying to, um, trying to yeah. wash yeah. me with the word in a sense, you know? Um, but, and that's a difficult space that a lot of singles mm. I feel like are walking yeah. through. Um, so I just, I just, I just feel like that, we have to really make sure that this brother that we are, that we like, or, you know, that we, um, you know, would love to pursue a relationship with that. They actually are submitted, submitted to God, you know? Yeah. That they truly are. So I would call that is uh so good. When you talk about submitting to God. And I mean, I know we equally yoked wasn't necessarily a topic, but to that point, I think to me, there's a part in your book kind of where you're talking about um, just, is is the is what you like about him you're serving your flesh or mm. is it serving God? And I feel like um mm. when we look at equally yoked, um that's part that is part of it. Um like you like Nicole said, is this person again a godly man truly yeah. submitted to God? Yeah. And I think part of it is your attraction to him, is it spiritually led or is it yeah. led by your mm-hmm. flesh? And you have to kind of figure right. out, like, I think about guys that I've liked in the past, certainly led mm. by the flesh, um, where there were mm-hmm. definitely red flags that I can see that you believe in God, but you're not <laughs> submitted to God. 
there could be no way mm-hmm. that you're submitted to God, but you were okay with us having mm. sex out of uh, marriage. There could right. be no way that you are truly submitted. And and not in a sense of, because I do believe that there are people who are submitted to God and yeah. mistakes happen or because we are not perfect people. Yes. Um, right, right, you, right. There could be no way that you are submitted to God and different things that happened in our, not even relationship, situationship transpired. And so I feel like just to that point, um, I don't even want to talk about the quote unquote mm. list, but honestly, one of the things mm. that they don't tell you about being single is, well, what am yeah. I even looking for in a yeah. godly man? Yeah. So what would you, what would you yeah. say to me? Like what, what would, what would you be so, looking for if you look looking it's, for a brother? It's good because I think <laughs> over the weekend, Ciara uh, and Russell had this, so it's gone it's gone on live from the shade room and it's like talking about what were the non-negotiables for him and for her and i was thinking and mine like you said was ciara i missed who you said it was who was it himself and they said up what they were looking Uh, for whatever and over the years as she was saying sash like mine has definitely changed over the years and like in the book i write about and it's so cringe and i would be like yes i have a job you know and a really good job he has to be like serving in like in my church because that's what I saw the men that I um were inspired by like they were all serving in like leaders in their in the church and that's what I wanted and all of these kind of things which in itself isn't bad but like we were saying like where the what they were rooted from was fleshy it wasn't it wasn't Mm. spirit-led and stuff so um, and in the book, yeah. I have like this table stuff and it talks like, like your non-negotiators for, for you and non-negotiators for him. And like for me, like my my non-negotiables, like if you're not in the faith, like it can't even work. I've done that in the past mm-hmm. and I yes. know some people have and it's worked out for them and stuff. But for me, I I've tried it. It hasn't worked. And I've tried it again. And it didn't work. I tried mm-hmm. it a third time and I thought maybe it'll be different. And it was oh, it was the same. So I that is <laughs> that is a no-go. Mm-hmm. Like if our foundation, Amos 3 3, how can two walk together unless they are agreed? And mm-hmm. stuff. They're already like already like little contentions wow. within the yeah. faith about certain things. So how can I then go with someone out of the faith and bring all of that into it? It doesn't even make any sense. So that's it for me. Um, one of the and yeah. then my pastor said years and years ago, like in terms of like fruit of the spirit, like which fruit is more important to you and which ones can be maybe budding and maybe in a in a on a process. And like for me, like kindness is a big thing. Mm-hmm. If you're mean in terms of mean spirited, I can't deal. Like it will break me and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then mm-hmm. again, someone who is faithful and not just faithful in terms of like infidelity and adultery, but faithful to God, like his word, like when things are hard, I know mm-hmm. that we can do ABC and XYZ, but this is what his word says. Like we need to follow it through faithful in that type of sense. Um, and then self-controlled. Right. Um, so those are like my non-negotiables and stuff, just because I have had the opposite and I have seen how badly it impacted me. So I, I can't I can't move away from it. Yeah. And obviously the next part is then like, mm-hmm. oh, like traits and characteristics and stuff. And like um, mm-hmm. one of my, um, my friends, she's slightly older. And she was like, you know, you just have to be ready to pray that whatever God has for me, that's what I want. And 
I will marry Lord whoever you want me to marry. And I think when we when we hear that, we always think it's going to be like three foot something, you know, like coming out of the cave. He doesn't know any form of civilization. All he can do is speak the word. That's it. Like, okay, God, if this is what you have for me, then this is what I will take. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> this little this little guy I don't know, I don't think that just shows like why do we automatically think like god would have something so so unappealing to us and i think he does surprise mm-hmm. us in terms of what yeah, he brings right. to us but i think ultimately in terms of my non-negotiables yeah. i am praying for myself that lord if he had those things which i need that you would let us both agree that this is more than just the physical aspects or whatever else Attraction is a big deal. I'm not saying, oh, you don't have to be attracted. Oh, my goodness. That's not my ministry at all. But I think it becomes a bit (laughs) deeper. um, (laughs) And it can't be rooted in flesh. Because, like, the money thing, I put, like, he had to have a really good job. What when he lost his job? What when he has great money? Like, um, my friend, our friend Dolly, like, she always says, it's not just how much they earn, but it's what they do with it. What when if they're earning, like, seven, eight figures, but they are squandering? every time that they don't have any money and like what is that so there are so many other things and I was right. really rooted on like right. fleshy right. and kind of like self um, preservation type of stuff and not actually thinking about the long term like the character and the heart of a person and because that's who you're going to be with mm. their character oh, of course of course I mean that is just so much truth all packed into yeah. one like I just feel like in so many different things, we just we we approach so many situations mm. with our flesh yeah. first, as opposed with yeah. with the with yeah. as opposed with yes. the word first. You know what I'm saying? Like the the fact that you said, you know, we you know, if you have your list and your list is you know <laughs> money, six two, dark skin, light with a skin, beard. whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, right. With a beard, with that. You know what I'm saying? And you and you made such a good point. You know, oh, you said, mm. oh, has to have a great job. What if he does lose his job? What oh. if he does, yeah. you know, or becomes disabled and can't work or whatever? Not that negates mm. your initial list. Do you leave mm-hmm. him? You know, like what happens then? And I just feel like when we're not one. Yeah. I'm just going to go back to honest. One honest with ourselves. I say honest with ourselves is because I knew one thing. I knew one thing. I have a strong personality. So even at young age, I got married at 22. Even when I was 22, I knew whoever mm. I was going to get married to needed to be a leader. That I just knew. I just knew I have a strong personality. <laughs> I can tend to try to over dominate and whatever. So yeah. I need to know. I couldn't have a passive, a, a passive uh, yeah. husband, you know what I'm saying? So one being honest with yourself, one, who are you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And leadership yeah. is a quality that a man should Correct. have just in general Correct. anyway, because you got to be leading Correct. my family. So either way, that's rooted Correct. in the word, you know what I'm saying? But then the other thing is too, are, am, 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 are the decision, are there my, are my list, the things mm-hmm. on my list, are they godly? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or are they are they are they God driven or are they man driven? Are yeah. they TV driven? Are they reality show driven? Are they Facebook driven? Is it just to look cute in pictures? Yes. Or will this man bring me closer yes. to God? Because at the, the end goal. of the day, that's what that's we want, right? We want to be more mm-hmm. like Christ. We want to be more like Jesus. Is he gonna wow. make draw me closer to wow. Jesus? Or is he just gonna make me look cute mm-hmm. in pictures? Like what what is this about? You know what I'm saying? Like at the end, because even I love mm-hmm. the fact that you brought up 
the Sierra and Russell mm-hmm. thing because we saw when she was with uh, yeah. Future, right? She was like, she was super ratchet. Mm-hmm. Like, but, but that's what that's what he yeah. brought to the table was that that's what he brought out of her. You know what I'm saying? But then when she's with Russell, he brings a different yeah. side of her yeah. because he's bringing her closer to the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you don't see that ratchetness that she was doing back in the day. You know and, what I mean? So I just think it's to that huge. point, yeah, like this is it's crazy because Nicole, to your point, like there are so many of us and I'm saying us because you know we are going to be all in this together but there are so many of mm-hmm. us that love to marry mm. or date potential and that's oh yeah that's terrible like that's that's yeah. territory yes. you don't want to um walk in and I feel like if you see a red flag yeah that's yeah, a woman's struggle though I will it, point it out women tend yeah. to yeah, date yeah, for yeah, potential yeah. men will date yeah. for the right and, now and I feel yeah. like you find so let's just use this case um there's a couple let's just use sierra and um future whatever maybe sierra you know deep down she had her heart's desire was i want to find a man who leads who's Mm -hmm. um a godly man or whatever but somehow you know this not this isn't the truth we don't know their case but yeah just use them as an example but maybe future just for her she was so attracted to him because Mm. of the flesh and chose him and I and I right. feel like and and chose him and made a decision again hypothetical, but the decision could have been well maybe if I'm around him a little mm-hmm. bit more he'll change. We have got to as young Christian single women like we have got to stop doing that having this idea or this concept mm-hmm. that we can change people or change men because you are who you are at the core and if at the core you are not submitted to God mm-hmm. um, and you are not assigned to them mm-hmm. to change them nope. they will not change um, they will only change based on who might be assigned to them or mm-hmm. God speaking to them and if you are not that individual you cannot change them and I feel like we do this so much by like trying to fix a guy or you know try to marry potential and then we also take parts (laughs) of the bible make it work for us and it's like well you know um we gotta be making disciples (laughs) disciples that yeah and and it's let's not do that let's let's not do that if you yeah you find a person and they are not right for you and and they and um it's not going to like nicole said um bring mm-hmm. you closer to christ find yourself out of that relationship but still pray for this that, their it. salvation still even be a friend right. and reach out and you know allow them to be able to um fellowship with you at your church or whatever so that maybe you are maybe you were just there to it. bring them closer to god not to date them at the same time and i feel like we 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 right. make that mistake so, so much and it's so often, and it's a disservice to us. It's a disservice to um, the person. And it's really just also a yeah. disservice to God. Like, we are not discerning what yes. God might be telling us in this moment because we are allowing our flesh to overpower what we may have heard. Because I personally believe um, a lot of people like, well, I struggle with discernment. I often think it's not a struggle with discernment. It really is. You struggle mm. with being obedient to what you heard. Um, mm. I, that's that's mm. really what I feel. And so I think, you know, that this whole, let me date potential, that's a little bit part of it. You, you, you might have been able to discern what God said, but the struggle is yeah. really obeying what God yeah. told you. We yeah. Know. Right, right, right. We know, you know, at the end of the day, honestly, 
Um, but yeah, I think, I think, to me, we also know that it is difficult yes. to be being single for an extended yeah. period of time, right? In our day and age, it, it is it is kind of difficult. Um, what has been kind of the most difficult part for you, particularly of being single? What are some um, expectations? versus realities that you know maybe you had uh mm. that reality is is like this you know what i'm saying but what have been um, some of the most difficult parts for you for being I think single as you get older so i'm now 31 um it becomes a part of you have to you almost mourn the life you thought you would have had and like when you're with your friends and like maybe like mm. eight years ago it was a lot of uh weddings and bridal showers and all of that stuff and now it's a case of it's first birthdays and it's baby parties and it's all of that stuff and you just feel that wow I'm still Mm. in that like the enemy will have it like you are still in that same place of eight years ago so forget the fact that you have grown spiritually forget the fact that your money is stronger than it's ever been forget the fact that you're now able to be a blessing Mm. you're discovering your purpose Mm. and this your career is building up and all of this stuff it will have you think that you are actually going backwards and I think that's been something that I struggle with Mm. Um, even up until now like for example just a couple of days ago I was practicing a TikTok dance with my sister and um yes video is going live tonight <laughs> and I was literally yeah right like, go ahead TikTok I would like make so many mistakes <laughs> I was laughing from like my belly like you know when your stomach hurts I was laughing I, was, I can't believe this is going on <laughs> and then out from nowhere the enemy was like and look at you doing this and your friends are looking after their babies and their children and it just just subtle and I thought wow. oh my gosh, I probably shouldn't be doing this I bet my dad's even embarrassed that I'm doing this because at my age I should be in my husband's house looking after my own kids and it's those type of thoughts and I'm like enemy you're mm. such a liar because Aww. he comes to rob us of our moments like this moment to be laughing yeah. to have joy with your family it's right. a beautiful moment and it's coming with comparison right. mm. and distill that, distill, kill and destroy that. So then it goes back to comparison. Wow, look at all of my friends. They're mm. doing this, they're doing this. And here I am stuck. And so I think the hardest thing has been is getting over that lie consistently that you're not stuck. You haven't, you haven't frozen in time and everyone is assumingly going forward because they're now married with kids and they've bought homes with their partners, X, Y, Z. That's not the truth. The truth is you are exactly where he has called you to be for a time yes. such as this. Yeah. And if there is anything mm-hmm. that I yes. say to singles mm. at whatever age, and even for married people who have single friends and stuff, it's don't put that on them. And for the singles, don't take mm-hmm. that, don't put that burden on yourself because that lie will crush you and everything will come mm-hmm. back to it. Why should you do this? I should be doing this. What like, you should be working on trying to get a husband right. or working on this. And oh well, you have this, but too bad you're going home all by yourself. Oh, great paying job. What do you spend your money on? You've got no one to spend it on. And I think that type of very subtle comparison mm. is has been like the toughest thing because you just think, I should be here by now. Mm. Like this is not how I saw it. Yeah. And so there is, and I think mm. there has to be an honest morning and in some points grieving. And I've had very dear conversations with my friends and it's a case of wow like this is tough like this isn't where I saw like my 30s like this isn't it 
it isn't it mm-hmm. and you look to others mm-hmm. and that has been a struggle but at the same time it's when you're when you're working on your relationship with Christ and when you're allowing Christ to minister to you and to plug into his word and to be used as a blessing, then it takes the focus of yourself. And I think, Tash, what you were saying there about like meeting guys and maybe fellowshipping with them. Mm-hmm. I was at a point where I was so desperate to meet someone that any guy who came my way, I never considered for a moment that I was maybe used to point them to Christ. It was always that there were a potential mm-hmm. or not. And mm. so the minute right. we started about faith, and if they weren't yeah. in the faith, mm. I couldn't evangelize to you because I would be the worst advocate for Christ. Because I'd be so angry at that point. Can't believe it! You're such a waste of time. What? Mm. What is wrong with you? Mm. And now, and I just realized that oh my goodness, I, I've come such a long way. He's taken me such a long way that I can talk to a guy, and my first perspective is actually, are you saved? Oh, what do you think about that? Oh, you don't? Oh, okay. Well, what about? And actually yeah. going to dialogue, not mm. because I'm trying to save you so then we can get married because then you're perfect right. but so that you can right. know, have a relationship with right. because that's that's the most right. important thing that's the most important yeah. thing and so yeah. I would remedy that with right. that comparison thing is pushing yourself more and more into his word asking him to please reveal the love that you have for me and let me know it because that's, I think that's where it comes mm. from. Like you don't think that God loves you enough. Because mm. if he did, you would have X, Y, Z. Knowing. And that is God. And I think that's what the enemy likes to taint. Like, he doesn't, like, you're not good enough. If you did this, because mm. you did this, because you didn't do this, this is why it's now happened this way. And they're like, hey, it's true. Because they did this yeah. and that's what they got. And then you try to be all formulaic. And it's not the truth. And the only thing that can remedy that is revelation of his love for us. And that is a constant and a consistent thing that we have to work for. We have to fight for it. Because everything around us in this world is trying, mm. is telling us that we're not enough. You know, if you do this, then you'll be enough. If you have this, then you'll be right, enough. Right. And we have a God that says, come as you are. Like, I have, I've loved you. Yes. I've, I've, I've called yes. you by name before you knew who I was. Like, that's yes. what we serve. Yes. And mm-hmm. until we can, mm-hmm. until that revelation is so tangible to you personally, anything else is, is not going to quite fit. And it's taken me a while to get to that point. And sometimes I have days where I just say, wow, God, you love me so much. Oh, my gosh, Lord, it says like I'm the apple of your eye. Oh, my goodness, is that my walls are before you, that you know me by name. And I say these things to myself because I need to remind myself mm. that it's not a prayer that I'm praying for, my young people that I'm serving or whoever right. I'm praying for. This word is for me. And it's for me in this season yeah. right now. As much as it is it's mm-hmm. for them, as it is mm-hmm. for my sister friend who is a married wife or whatever else, it's as much for them as it is for me. And so I think that would be the struggle as a single that's just like kind right. of mourning the expected life that you thought you would have had by now. Mm. That's so good. And I, and I just think um, for people like you and I who are single, one of the things that's so important is to bury those mm. unmet expectations um, because these are expectations mm. you placed on yourself that God never said um, this is something that I necessarily mm. promised to you at this particular yeah. time and I feel like mm-hmm. when you were saying for such a time as this I think that's Ecclesiastes I, I, I like for me it's read that scripture and know that when 
they're saying for such a time as this, they're really mm. talking about seasons mm. and that under every uh, under everything that's happening, yeah. there's a time to yeah. dance. There's a time to laugh. There's a time for this. And they also, mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. a time to mourn. And I'm not saying, and you and I are not saying that singleness is not. a mourning stage. No, use this time as your time to be joyful to laugh and look at it look at it Mm -hmm. from a different perspective like I think about like when you were saying earlier like I remember when (laughs) I don't know maybe I was like in high school and I was like yeah I'm definitely gonna be married (laughs) at 25 this girl (laughs) no uh and and I look back now (laughs) and 31 as well and just knowing that Mm. That was not God's plan for me. Did he make a mistake? Mm. Absolutely not. Because, mm. um, and, and Nicole is doing an amazing job as a mom of three and a wife. And she got married at 22. Mm. And that was her story. That mm. was something that God yeah. planned for her. Mm. I just know, you know, for me, if I were to get mm. married at 25, just knowing that the baggage that I had, the emotional baggage, the things that I necessarily didn't deal, did I didn't heal mm-hmm. with, I could have oh, damaged sure. my husband or... You know what I'm saying? Or or mm-hmm. damaged my kids if I had kids. And so just be grateful that God has, mm-hmm. has this season yes. for a reason. And you never know. There's a length of time. Yes. Um, for me, being single, like, at eight, nine years, whatever, knowing that that length of time for God might not necessarily be eight, nine years oh. for him. Timing is yes. such a different concept to God. And right. just take it right. and not look at it as, oh, my God, it's been so many years. But take it and look at it from the perspective of, God, mm. what are you trying to teach me in this season? What are you trying yeah. to do with me in this season? What do you, what do you, How are you trying to grow me in this season? You know, even better yet, what am I supposed to do for yes. your kingdom yes. in this season? How can I build mm-hmm. up you? How can I glorify you? And I feel like we we take so many stages, these long stages, and we become selfish with it a little bit. Like we're saying, I have a relationship with God. I love God. When you love a person, you don't only do you don't only get what you want out of it. Well, what does God yeah. want you to That's do good. in mm-hmm. this season? Seek God and find that out as well. And so I just Knowing that, and we we struggle with it, it's a hard thing, but just knowing that, just take the expectation that you have mm-hmm. and bury it. Yeah. Look at the reality and seek God and say, what do you want me to mm-hmm. do? And I think this what reality. you're saying about taking the time to bury it and mm-hmm. giving yourself time to do that because, you know, the worst thing you can do is almost like pretend your, dis- like pretend your disappointment away. It's not going to go away. And if you don't deal with it, you yeah. then can't be a blessing to the people right, around you. Right. You know, you're 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 planning yeah. your friends' engagement party and you can't do it because you're so now bitter and you may not even know that you're bitter. And that's the awful thing when you mm. when we pretend mm. we, we act like it's not happening, like, oh no, I'm fine. I'm just telling it as it is. No, you're rude. You're rude. Like that's not you're not honest. <laughs> you're just you're just so rude. Good. Like mm. that's just the truth. <laughs> but we need so don't pretend it way. And I've said mm. like so many times like Dolly has been um such uh, she's been such a pillar. Shout out to so Dolly. many times. times. So many times. This is a good friend of ours. <laughs> Delhi. So it's Delhi. Oh, it's Delhi. I this whole time I thought it was Dolly. Yes. <laughs> Must be the accent. Like, yeah, You're saying Dolly. It's like she is such been such a pillar of strength and having someone a safe space that you can say, "Wow, this isn't going mm-hmm. well," 
but then you just don't you just don't stay in that doubt in that disappointment that thing you have someone who can pray we have a community that is encouraging you as like, i know it's tough right now I'm, I'm here with you i i'm right here with you and i'm praying for you and i'm encouraging you and the peace that i have about it right now i'm praying it for you and vice versa so it's a case of like you know you bury it's okay lord mm-hmm. i'm like okay this is okay this is what it is but you don't kind of wish away or pretend away the disappointment because it can come up in such like mm. it's like a wound that festers and you think it's healing and then yep. all it takes is one moment and then it'll come out and then you're like oh wow I'm not happy for her <laughs> I don't I don't think it's such great news for you I think it should have mm-hmm. happened to me like mm-hmm. you're not even that good of a Christian to be honest with you I should have had that like you, who are you like didn't you just come into the like into the Lord like two months ago and you're already trying to do this it can come up in such ugly ways and so it really is so important that you (laughs) bury that disappointment that expectation and you do what you can do but it's not an excuse just to be moving mad and just behaving anyhow like you deal with it and then you let God's grace that is sufficient for every season he has us in to then overcome it press into him and then like I said what is he called you should do what is it for the kingdom? What is it that he's given your heart on your heart? The burden he's placed so you can go and bring his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Like, that's what it is. Right, right, right. This is so good. So good, girl. You ministering to <laughs> yeah, really so are. many souls, mine included. <laughs> yes. Real talk, honestly. Um, I did want to touch on something. Um, I know that um, a lot of mm-hmm. women who have had mm. a sexual past um, can tend to have shame um, when it comes to it. Um, and I, th- yes, can tend to have shame. Um, and we know that, mm-hmm. I mean, once you, we know how connecting sex is, we know how our minds are just very mm-hmm. um, detailed and vivid and mm-hmm. can remember things, you know, just by sense or songs or anything like that. Um, so we know that that's what happens when, you know, when, when we have sex now, after you made the decision to practice celibacy, cause you said you're, you've, you've been celibate. Um, one, how mm-hmm. did you get over the shame of your sexual past? And awesome. what were some things so that you had to learn to help I you out on not, that journey? I've not had sex but I didn't believe I was, I was the bandwidth. Um, we're just not going to go all the way. How far is too far? That was my band. So it was a case of, but we can do yes. all of the other stuff. And then for me, it was a case of when I liked someone and then I came yes. like, we can like do stuff. Cause obviously like, you know, we like each other and then nothing came of it. I was like, Oh my gosh, that's like another guy who's had access to me. Oh no, that's like another guy. Oh, I kissed another one and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so as I was maturing mm-hmm. in my faith, the boundaries were going less and less. But I remember like thinking, oh my gosh, like to me, like mm-hmm. these guys were not even your boyfriends. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And it was really awful. Mm-hmm. And I think even just learning about like mm-hmm. boundaries in terms of the opposite sex, like I didn't really know. So I was just like, well, if he likes you, if he's going to take you out, then you should just do stuff. 
Like, that's what you should just do. Like, that's normal, right? And then when I started realising mm-hmm. that, you know, you don't trade sexual affection for, like, love or, like, attention, then I was like, ah, this is a problem. This is a big problem. And so the condemnation, the guilt, the shame, I felt it all. And I think I had, like, my darkest moment in 2016. And I, I was, like... I was heavily disappointed um, by something that I thought was going to go somewhere it wasn't. And then I had then allowed another situation to literally just take over. And I remember when that season happened, I was so broken. I was so low. Like there were times where my friend would pray for me. And, you know, like had moments where you can't even say amen because you're crying so heavily. Like I couldn't, I couldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I would mm-hmm. say is that it's so important that you have someone who is your advocate, who is praying and interceding for you. Because in those times of like darkness and shame, the enemy is yeah. so mm-hmm. intent on isolating you and making you feel that it's only you and no one else should know. Because if anyone else knows, then they will not want to know you and they will think you are so disgusting and gross. And it's painful but you have to expose that. You have to bring light. The right. darkness cannot comprehend the light. So I had I had like um, two really good friends praying for me. I also right. had, I also told one of my female leaders who I trusted. I'm all about accountability, but accountability has to be earned. I'm not about just tell everyone your business so that mm-hmm. you can be accountable. No, if when it comes to very delicate things, you should trust that person. And so I told her and she's um like she's one of our pastors yeah. in the church and I told her because I'm very much because I serve in the church you know you see me on Sunday eyebrows on fleek hair everything like lashes everything when you see me I'm not when you say how are you I'm not <laughs> gonna start breaking down telling you about the torment I've gone through getting ready because the enemy said you're not going to get married because you're so sexually disgusting that nobody would mm. want to marry you that was literally the thoughts I was hearing in my head it was spiritual warfare that I've mm-hmm. never seen on that level and I remember I sent her a voice note and I was like crying said I'm sending you this now crying mm-hmm. that everything is not okay and that I'm feeling really bad about this and I'm selling you this now because when you see me in a few hours I'm gonna be fine and I'm not gonna want to talk about it and you're gonna ask me how I am and I'm gonna say I'm blessed and highly favored and then I'm gonna keep on walking so mm-hmm. I, I, I had to expose myself and it was mm. so uncomfortable but the minute I did it it was like, well, you can't shame me twice because I've already said it with my mouth. So what? You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't nail it on the cross twice. So that was really, uh, it was really, it was really healing. It was really mm. therapeutic for me to have someone that I could say, this is what has happened. You know, don't bottle it up is what I would say to anyone. Don't think if I just don't say anything, if I ignore it, it's going to go away. You have to tell someone that you trust, someone that can pray for you and someone that can remind you mm-hmm. the promises of God when we forget it because that's what our shame does as well it makes us forget the enemy says you know the bible mm. says in Zechariah that the enemy stood there accusing joshua in filthy garments accusing him he is the accuser of the best brethren he calls us he, he calls us to do mm-hmm. it and then he accuses us once we have done it and he says look why would you bless them look at what they've done they're so shameful they don't deserve it but we know that it says that the blood of Jesus is there that makes us clean. It says that in Zechariah, that scripture in particular says that he says, the angel of the Lord says that put on a new turban, a fresh clothes on him. And that's what we have through Christ Jesus. But in our shame, it, it's so much easier to run away. It's so much easier mm-hmm. to hide. 
Okay, so much easier to even go, maybe go back into that sin because you feel that at least I'm accepted there. Right. I'm not going to be accepted anywhere else. And that's a lie. That's a lie from the pits of hell. So I would say run into a safe space, whether it's a person, your pastor, mm. your friend, mm. someone that you trust that can pray for you, intercede for you would be the key thing that I would say. And then it's then after the initial shame and the condemnation goes away reminding yourself about the word of god the word is a weapon and it's the only offensive weapon defensive weapons that we have is a sword of yeah. faith the word of god and so when those thoughts come up say yeah. no 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 he says come boldly to the mm. throne of grace in terms of help this is help i need help yes. i'm coming to him he wants me in my mess he doesn't mm. want me to run away in it that's what the enemy wants so in terms of that, I would say that it's so important to have a community, even if it's mm. one person that you trust, that you can be open and vulnerable to. It's so important. And for us as women, it's so yeah. important that we, before obviously the fires happen, that we are intentional in our churches, with our communities, that we allow safe spaces to be built, you know. I mean, we're we're not we're not old, but we're definitely obviously we have the younger mm-hmm. up, that we are available to the younger ones to say, hey, how are you? Like offering the olive branch so that when mm. the storm comes, they are already thinking of who they can run to and stuff. And as women, we need mm. to be more vulnerable to say, I don't have it all worked out. I, I'm not I'm not perfect. And so we can sh- kind of shut down and all of those fake pretensions that everything is perfect because that makes it harder for people to seek help because they feel like they're by themselves and no one else knows what I'm going through but the minute we start sharing our testimony you know with with the blood and we're shaming the enemy and we're praising God about he I've been here and he has delivered me Mm -hmm. okay I may not have gone exactly what you've been through but I know what shame feels like in a different area Mm. I know what condemnation I know what feeling of you know, I've let God down again. I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like. I said I wouldn't do it again. And here I am doing it again. I know what that feels like. And so it's so important that we have a community and we, right. we, we build a generation of women that can say, I'm a mess, but in my mess, he is made strong. And that's obviously an excuse to sin and just to live yes. anyhow. But it's pointing mm. him to Christ. That I'm not perfect. He is one that's perfect. And any good thing you see in me, it's only because of him, because I know where I've come from. And I'm happy to share. So and whatever you're so going right. to share with, I'm happy to share mm-hmm. this part of my story. So I know that I'm not perfect. And then after that has gone, it's then building very um, mm. specific and honest barriers back to, again about being honest with ourselves about the next steps going forward. So, you know, if you know that if it's like, if it mm. is sex, it's a case of, well, you know what type of men are you talking to and maybe you shouldn't be talking to guys right now until you are emotionally strong enough to combat that challenge and stuff you know if it's masturbation it's okay so okay I don't need I should not be idle what am I watching what am I listening to you know all of these things that we need to be asking ourselves and then Mm -hmm. all of that is obviously then nothing without the power of the Holy Spirit so I don't want to be like prescriptive but you know when that when he empowers us then the things that we were trying to do in our own strength, he just takes over a talk completely. But I would say ultimately that for that mm. shame and condemnation, which I so mm. identified with so strongly in my lowest moments, it's to have someone, have a, have a safe community, someone that you can speak to, that you can flow to yeah. and get them to bring the light in, even if you don't even know where to bring the light in yourself. Because the enemy, once you do that, the enemy hates it. 
when we can share when we can share our burdens when we're not alone when we're not isolated because then his lies are not valid right right <laughs> right pastor to me Minister to oh, me. Oh, Jesus Christ, praise <laughs> the Lord. Nah, you you have I'm I'm just gonna keep it real, like truly yeah. have been an encouragement the Lord has used you today. Like honestly, like real talk, like this is so yep. gospel saturated, Holy Spirit led. Like I just I just am very encouraged and very um happy that you took your time out to, 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 to come on and talk with us you know what i'm saying and also to me yes. also has a podcast if y'all could go ahead it's called what a word podcast yeah. all right go ahead and subscribe comment leave reviews this is how things get popping in the podcast world you know so that people can know share anything good that you learn from her um and just go and listen to some great episodes man this has been a great time to me honestly like no no lie like this has been an amazing time talking with you hopefully we could do this again for real because (laughs) this has just been an encouragement yeah apart from the podcast and honestly honestly, like you know just knowing that there are so many things that we even wanted to ask you and couldn't and to nicole's point it has Mm -hmm. been such an encouragement and i'm I think both Nicole and I, one of the things, the most important things with this podcast is rooting it Mm. not on our opinions, not on what the world thinks, but biblical truth. And you did that. And you did that. We are so grateful. Thank you so much for having me. So, so happy to be here. And just when I was listening to your other podcasts, I was like, it's so, it's just so great. I get so excited when you hear like, young people as well and they're really pushing that word of god and they're saying Mm. things like yeah this is it and especially with everything that's going on right now you almost feel like yeah i guess the enemy wants you to feel like foolish for believing this these things and like are you really gonna and i've said look wholeheartedly lord like it's your Mm. word all the way right i may not understand all of it i may not want to do all of it but it's your word all the way Mm -hmm. and so this resource here is just it's so encouraging because like yeah we this is like contending for our faith um yeah so thank you so much for having we appreciate you to me and for our listeners this is another episode of uncupid and we cannot wait to talk to you guys next time